It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, September 16th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is previewing actual games of hockey today, Russ. Bring it. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up with all of our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we're going to give a little report on rookie camp so far. And then, like I said at the top, we've got some games to talk about. Now, they're not real regular season games, but they are rookie showcase games. So we'll kind of get a handle on what our prospects were up to over the summer and what kind of shape they are in heading into this upcoming season. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So subscribe over there as well. Before we jump into rookie camp, there was a bit of news with one of our other prospects not at rookie camp, and that's Emil Andre who has been playing in the preseason in the Swedish league and got hit in the face with a puck on Wednesday night. Poor guy. Uh, But he did get taken to the hospital as a precaution, but it's going to take him a little while to heal up. So he'll be out uh, at least until a little bit into the regular season. If that happened to me, it's season over. (laughs) That's it. I'll see you next year. Yeah, it looks like he might have to wear one of those uh, clear masks yeah. that they put on. The cage. In order to put the, yeah, either a cage or Or just or the lower part else. for your jaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So hopefully he heals up quickly and can get back on the ice. You know, of course, he had such a great a World Juniors tournament and was kind of heading into this season with some momentum. So hopefully he can get it back soon. Yeah, yeah, I hope it's just. You know, the next place after you get hit in the face a lot of times is the dentist. No fun. No fun at all. So rookie camp had its first day of on-ice activities with a couple of sessions. It was good to see official practices happening out there. And uh, as we talked about on Wednesday's show, previewing rookie camp, uh, we wanted to make sure that Phantoms head coach Ian LaPerriere was active and involved. Uh, He was running the show at rookie camp, which is good to see. And, you know, they did have media availability for a few of the players afterwards, Mm -hmm. but I was most interested in what he had to say, because with his, this being his second year, I wanted to see kind of how he was doing things differently, um, what his approach was, and uh, I, I felt like I got a mixed bag of responses from him. Well, 
Ian's pretty cagey. As a former player, I think he knows what to say to sort of keep everybody at arm's length. So with all due respect, I just need to see results. I'm almost not caring about what he says. That's me. Yeah, I did appreciate he said that, you know, he learned a lot last season that not not everything went well and he made some mistakes. So it was good to hear him yeah, admit that's that. That's always good. Uh, but that, you know, he didn't really talk a lot about structure and, and obviously he's going to be cagey about what specific changes he's making because that's what you do when you're the coach. But uh, I was also sort of intrigued by his response to being asked about his working relationship with John Tortorella and what that might look like over the course of the season, because he said that they are communicating, but it didn't seem like, at least in my estimation, that there would be a lot of coordination, that it would be more whisper down the lane when guys get sent down, he would pick their brain as to what Torts was doing. Which is not ideal for me, I got to say. Yeah, see, this is, again, when when you get someone like John who wants to, like, have this big impact and wants to play things close to the vest, he's going to be like that early on until you earn his respect or he has your respect or whatever, however it is that you want to say it. I think that's part of the issue here. He, John just never wants to walk in there and tell everybody all the secrets so everybody could be on the same page day one like me i know this is, would sound crazy i would probably give a you know a typed up i said shouldn't say even typed up anymore but a printed out report hey this is the kind of offense that i'm doing this is the kind of training i'm doing this is what i'm doing let's talk about this so we can do the same things john's not that open yeah which i think is concerning to some degree now is the lineup going to be pretty set and there'll be a little bit of you know, less movement than maybe we would expect. So will it have a huge impact? Maybe not. You know, I think, I think it's fair. And I think it's fair for Tortorella to really want to focus on the guys he needs to focus on and cater what he's doing to that group. I think that absolutely makes sense, but um, we will have to play a, let's see how this plays out game. Yeah. That's really and, what's going and on. See now. how it, how it flows. Yeah, it's that that's definitely it's going to be a thing that's going to play out because John doesn't like to like think about the next great rookie or who might be able to impact his lineup. He's just looking at who's in camp and he's who's filling roles and he'll worry about the rest later because he's focusing on the NHL club. That's all well and good, but when you have when you're taking over even as a coach and this is not he's not the GM, I get it. But when you're taking over as a coach and what I would call a sort of broken system you would hope there'd be more coordination at the beginning. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So uh, hopefully we can you know, see more communication between them as camp progresses and as the rosters are set for the upcoming season. Um, I think that like, I'll on... just give you one more example. Like somebody texted me, Hey, is Torts going to be running the rookie game? And I'm like, no, it's going to be LaPerrier. No. Like, but it's just, it's funny because you know, some people are thinking, hey, maybe he's going to be that involved. So I just that's why I wanted to throw that in. Yeah. So one thing that he said that it seems like, a well, duh, that's his job. But it is important to know that um, as an AHL level coach, you know, especially working with guys that are looking to make the jump into the NHL, it's his job to help those guys find their role that will get them to that next level and showcase what they can do well and and be successful 
Yeah, I, I mean, again, all those things are good. I almost kind of wish that that Ian would have just taken the taxi. He's like, listen, a lot of this I could talk about till you know till the cows come home, but let me show you. I'm going to show you a different team. We're going to be a playoff team. We're going to be. I, I didn't see any of those kinds of declarations, and I think he has to make them. Quite frankly, otherwise, I think his his job could be in trouble at some point. Like that, you know, the Phantoms can't just float around another season and and not be a playoff team. I think if they if they're not and they're not showing great improvement, he's going to have a problem. A hundred percent agree, and that's something we talked about as the last season was ending and throughout the summer that yeah. the Phantoms are really, especially given that they didn't make a ton of significant changes at the Flyers level, the Phantoms are going to be the future of this team, whether we like it or not. And we really have to have them in an environment where they can be successful if they can make that jump to the NHL level. Um, he did bring up a few players uh, in terms of noticing what they did over the summer, Agor Zamula, Wyatt Wiley. It was good to hear him mention Wyatt Wiley's name. Now, Wiley did spend a significant amount of time with the Phantom, so maybe Lappy is more attuned to a guy like him and the changes just because he was so familiar with what he was doing last season. But um, those two, in addition to Tyson Forster, um, I think it was good to see him single those guys out. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, they said Zamula's, you know, bulked up to 192. He was already at 185. Like, it's not a lot of mm -hmm. bulking up. And honestly, I don't want him to bulk up that much. His job is not to win corner battles. His job is to transport the puck, be really good on the power play, and get in the offensive flow, but still play a good defensive brand of hockey. But again, I just hope that with this team, everybody's not thinking they have to be tougher than they are now because of what it's going to take to make the flyers. Cause that's what the head coach wants. You be you. That would be the big message for me is you have to play your game. And if you're really on top of your game, you're going to make it anyhow. And the coach will adjust to you. Exactly. All right. We're going to talk more about some of the individual players that are at rookie camp and get into the two games this weekend coming up next. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's early games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. You can learn all about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. So some of the other players at rookie camp, uh, I want to talk about Tyson Forster. And uh, he was a standout to Ian LaPerriere. Uh, and that after the morning skate yesterday, uh, he really, I think, is one of those guys where World Juniors did him uh, a world of good, for lack of a better term. Uh, in terms of getting his confidence back, he talked about uh, a couple of games into the tournament where he felt like he jumped a level and just had his rhythm and his timing back so that he could really just be full steam ahead coming into this camp. 
Yeah, I, I think the big thing with Forrester is I don't think he needed confidence if he didn't have the injury. I think because he was coming right. back from an injury and it was a big injury that that's why he needed the confidence. So I think it's like, that's why I, I, I'm mentioning that, but it's great. It's great to hear. Uh, I felt like he really made some heavy gains in the world juniors. And it's good to see that it's starting out on the ice and we'll see if it extends to the rookie games. Yeah. And you know, he wants to work on using his physicality more, which I think is the right approach because we all know he can shoot. Right. So I think that trying to round out his game a little bit and work on those things while maintaining that shot is the right approach for him. Yeah. I think that is the right approach for him. I, Look, I would expect him to be one of the best players in, in both the rookie games. I think physically, shot-wise, uh, you know, let him take six, seven, eight shots. That's that's what he needs to do. I think that's what he needs to do no matter the level he's at. He's a guy that definitely should take advantage of, you know, what is a very heavy wrist shot. Yeah. Noah Cates uh, talked about focusing on getting faster and building up his his endurance. I think he kind of has it in the back of his head what the Torts main training camp is going to be like, and he's going to need that endurance. Uh, and that he, I think it's good for him to be at rookie camp. Um, you know, people asked him if it was a surprise to him, given that he played on the Flyers last year. And he's like, no, this is my rookie year, technically. So um, happy to be there. And I think it's good for him. And he, if you kind of read between the lines of, of what he said, that he can use this rookie camp to kind of get his timing down so that he's in a better position once regular training camp. Yeah, he'll be up and running like that's that's an advantage for him. And I think he needs that advantage. So I think that's smart. Plus, he's going to play um, with his brother, and they played all through growing up in high school. Even at Minnesota Duluth, they played on the same line most times. So that's a great advantage for him, too. Like, that is going to help him get his time, and his brother's going to help him do it. So it'll be fun for the fans, but it's that's good for him. Yeah, and speaking of that, you know, we got a little bit of hints, but not a complete look uh in terms of what the lineups are going to look like uh but tyson forster and noah cates will be on a line together maybe with jackson as well and i it would think only that's make sense just, to do it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well we've seen them before the mm -hmm. two cases in rookie camps uh back mm -hmm. when jackson was uh still a, a tryout guy right and it, it was so much fun to watch them together because you just know like they've been doing that their whole lives and couldn't yep. like predict where each other are and i think you know having tyson forster with that shot on a line with noah cates who's uh, can create plays i think it, it's important for them to really show what they can do not just individually but together right and, and you know and I, and I always stress in these rookie games it's not always about what the final score is because the way they switch goalies sometimes goalies are a little rusty uh, I, I always just want to look at players and how they perform individually and maybe their lines. Those are the kinds of things mm -hmm. I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the final score. Exactly. Uh, we do have the two games to work with. And so the lineups will probably slightly vary, but have a lot of similarities uh, between the, the two games. And uh, one of the other things is Agor Zamula and Ronnie Adderd will likely be a top pair for the defensemen, which I am very excited to see those guys together. Yeah, that's a good top pair. Like I, that's um, I'm excited for that too because again, 
the Rangers have some pretty good forwards, and you have to see how they're going to handle those guys. So I think that's really good. Yeah, I, I think that you really have to remember that this is a competition and, and the guys on the other side are going to be competing for attention and jobs as well. So you really have to be able to, to focus on your own game and make sure that you're covering your assignments, right? Like that's really a, a key aspect to these rookie games. Not only are you showing your best stuff, but that you're listening to the coaches and you're doing what you're told to show that you can be coachable at the same time. Right. Yeah, that's those things are big, and sometimes they'll try out um, you at a position and see how you handle it in these games. And so that's something that you know when we hit the Ranger end, I'll talk about. But that's a big thing for any team. You want to. This is where you take chances. This is where you can see, like if you know if Slavkovsky is playing in a rookie game somewhere and he wants to try at center. This is where you try him at center. Exactly. Uh, in net is going to be interesting. We talked about it on Wednesday that Sam oh, Erson yeah. is is really the only one of the three that's a true system goaltender here. Uh, it looks like he's going to play on Saturday in net, but it'll be the other two uh, tryout guys, uh, Lemieux, and I'm forgetting the other guy's name off the top of my head, but um, they'll be the ones playing in Friday's game. And so really thinking ahead to Saturday. Uh, what are we looking for for from Sam Erson in a game like this? Uh, you're just, A, come out of it healthy. Uh, B, see if like his post-to-post speed was the same before his injuries. And just see how he handles himself in big spots, uh, how his communication is with the defense. You know, there, you know there's plenty of players on the Rangers. I'm not going to even be able to mention them all when we talk. But there's a lot of competition to go up against. And so just do well against that. You don't have to shut them out, but just, you know, be sound, be sound in your positioning, be sound in your clears, be decisive. Yeah. And I think your point about communication is a, a very good one because in games like these, where it's guys that maybe you've never met before until mm -hmm. this week and you're kind of thrown together as a team or as a line or as a defensive pairing and you know it'll change between the two games and then you're going to go your separate ways for the most part that for Sam Erson especially on set plays and defensive zone faceoffs he's going to really have to communicate well with these yeah, guys take in charge. Order to... I mean it's your mm -hmm. yeah you're it, it affects you you definitely should take charge of that yeah I think that'll be key for him in this uh as far as anybody else from rookie camp that you're looking to stand out, uh, who are your guys that you're going to be watching the closest? I mean, I like Ethan Samson. I, I want to see what Samson looks like. Uh, Gaucher, uh, I really want to see if he was just an overager with a lot of points or did he earn those points and maybe is a guy that's wor worthy of earning a contract. Those guys, I do want to see Zamula with the extra weight. I do want to see Cates pick up where he left off. Noah Cates, that is. You know, Jackson's a pretty mm -hmm. good player. He's not making the team. So, you know, but as long as he shows off that he's still, you know, a pretty good player, that's good. I want to see Forster, you know, not dominate, but just look dominant. You know, you don't have to have four goals, but I just want to see that you are one of the best players on the ice, and you should be. And Ronnie Adderd, I do want to see that, 
you know, you're you're covering everything defensively. I don't worry about his offense. His offense is going to be there. It's good. It's solid. I want to see how you're going to be defensively. I want to see how you are with the pace of the game. Yeah, I think for me, in addition to that, I really want to see how Elliot Denoye plays because, again, super skilled guy. But there's going to be a lot of players in this rookie series that are going to want to prove themselves and throwing big hits and can he handle it? I think that's a a big question. And so this will be a good opportunity to, to figure that out a little bit more, you know, another year down the road of his development from what we saw last year. I want to see how Zade wisdom healed up. Okay. And you know, is he Mm -hmm. coming into these games in, in good shape? And where's his skill level right now? And then I think on the defensive side, I do want to see Wyatt Wiley and see what jumps he's made. And is he going to kind of move up the chain a little bit where maybe he'll get a look? Yeah, I think all of those things are valid. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun for fans up in Lehigh Valley. It'll be fun for me because it'll be like, one of the only times I get to eat at White Castle because growing up in New York, they were <laughs> everywhere and they're not anywhere in New Jersey. There's like a couple in New Jersey. That's like it. So they happen to have one up there and I'm sure I will hit it up after the game. Uh, yes, it's always uh, been a funny thing for me that the movie Harold and Kumar go to White Castle was based on the quest to go to a White Castle in New Jersey that does not exist. Yep. So um Anyway, uh, after the break, we will talk about the other side of the ice and some Rangers prospects to keep an eye on and wrap up the show with a couple of Flyers fun things. All right, Russ, you are the super spy New York Rangers experts in Flyers land, and they do have some really good prospects that will be the competition for the Flyers prospects that we were just talking about. Uh, who who should we keep an eye on and, you know, to make sure that our guys can get a jump on? Yeah, and, I, and I'm giving some of the younger names here. So um, Will Cully is a guy who, you know, something could make the Rangers team. He's a big kid. He's 6'3", 212, uh, very good down low. We'll see how he does in a game like this because, this could um, be a thing where if he does well in these two games, carries it into camp, maybe he has a chance to to be like a fourth liner with the Rangers. So I look at him in that situation. Uh, Zach Jones is a defenseman like on the verge, like whether he makes it with the Rangers or they use him as a trade piece. Uh, very offensive, excellent skater. He is not the biggest guy, but you don't really care because everything offensively about him is good and his puck retrieval is good. Terrific on the power play. So you, you have to watch out for him. Uh, Lori Pagianiemi almost broke out at the last rookie game. He had a lot of big shots. He's got a very quick release on his shot, and he's very like sniperish um, in sort of that mushy middle of the ice where sometimes he you can puck, jump on a puck and nobody's mm. on it. He's really good with that. You have to watch out for him with that. So we'll see how he does. Adam Sikora is, you know, I think going to make a jump to at least the AHL this year from the draft, and so. The fact that he's a Slovak, he you know he can play in the AHL. He this is big for him. Like this is like his you know this will be a big moment for him. Whether he is going to play center or left wing, he's one of those guys that could do both. You never know if they try him out at center. This is where like a rookie game could help you prove 
something to the coaching staff or, you know, or disprove. Um, but he uh, is a guy that um, he has a great motor. He has good offense. So you have to watch him. And then Matt Remp, like who's going to go up against him? He's six, seven. He could skate. Yes. I spoke to um, a few of his teammates last year who said that he's really good at, um, you know, making space on the ice for those guys, but also can get in the offense. Like he, you know, and he's got an edge to him, a, a physical edge. So who is going to go up against Matt Remp? I want to see that. Yeah, it's the times like these where I miss Isaac Ratcliffe in rookie camp, <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah. he has graduated from rookie camp. Hundred percent agree, but uh, he would he would be a good guy to have around in in these circumstances for sure. I just think it's amazing these two franchises play each other um, because again, growing up, they just hated each other so much. Mm-hmm. But I think now, I think teams have realized the benefit. It's like, hey, listen, don't kill our guys. We won't kill your guys. But this is a, a, a benefit because they're close in region. They're close. I, and I think it's good for the fan bases. They'll have some fun on Twitter. Yeah, it's always interesting because there's so many other teams around the league that go to larger kind of prospect tournaments that have, yes. you know, four to six teams all in one spot uh, playing some round robin games, et cetera. But uh, the Flyers have really just re- focused on one team the last mm-hmm. few seasons that they've had this where you know i think it's been the islanders in the past as well yeah washington um, too even before washington that. yeah so and, and i kind of like that you know it's like really quick and easy fewer chances to get hurt but uh you know getting getting a real sense of an amped level of action because again it is against a rival team so i kind of like it how the flyers do it i do too i think it's smart I don't think you have to be big and always go to like a place like Traverse City. I know the Rangers used to go to Traverse City and, you know, for whatever reason, they're not. And it's not because of cost, right? Both these teams have plenty of money. I think it is about that extra focus, just being able to um, limit it a little, but not limit the guys, if that's the right way to say it. And I think, yeah, mm-hmm. you could. there's a lot to be learned when it is just two teams. And when you face that same team a second time, there's even more to be learned, where sometimes in these tournaments – only if you're winning are you going to face them a second time right so that's a Mm -hmm. it's a a nice thing yeah i like it a lot looking forward to both games this weekend Uh, as we said on wednesday's show uh, russ is going to be at tonight's game i will be at saturday's game so we'll have everything to report to you back on monday's show Uh, We will wrap up today with a couple of fun things. Uh, Our friend Jordan Hall filmed Tyson Forster picking a shot that hit the water bottle. Always love to see those. Yeah, Jordan really wants to be a cameraman. He's always taking videos. (laughs) Always. Yeah, he gets some good ones. Uh, I think we've used his work multiple times before, and we've had him on the show. So, And I'm sure we will have him back. Uh, In other news, the Philadelphia Union are a good soccer team, so it's good to have uh, another uh, team to keep track of in the market, and uh, Gritty showed up to one of their games and and got to to hang out there, so. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, how long Gritty could run run on the pitch. I don't know when he would run out. Oh, man. uh, (laughs) I don't think it would take long (laughs) No, I feel like there would be some sort of resorting to cheating there or some sort oh, of yeah. wield device that would yes. get <laughs> brought out. At He's some at point. a big disadvantage the way he is. Yes. 
Absolutely. All right. That will do it for today's show and for the week. We'll be back again on Monday. Like I said, with the rookie game recaps, we'll have our nemesis of the week as well. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We will be having another mailbag next week. So send in your questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily NHL podcast. I'm on the Friday show, so uh, check us out over there. Have a great day and weekend.